Hi everybody, Rob from the Hooked On podcast, How To Be Great here. Look, we enjoy doing what we do, for the love of it, it's wrestling, enjoy it, remember? But if you do feel like dropping us a few quid to help us out, be our guest. We don't expect it, but we will appreciate it. Thanks ever so much for your support. Don't forget, it's wrestling, enjoy it. The end is in sight. You can pull up your handbrakes, you can take off your belt buckle because the road to WrestleMania is finally at an end. We are so close to the big show, we can almost taste it. And in celebration of that, we have easily our biggest podcast here on the Hooked On podcast so far. I shall explain all as we get there, but I need to bring on uh, both our regular co-host and our special guest today very quickly. So first of all, my regular co-host, he is Showbiz Paul Benson. Paul, how are you doing? I'm well, Rob. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again. Um, really excited. We're recording this on uh, the 30th of March, Thursday. We've um, had a very exciting announcement today. Um, so we're all buzzing up, up at Hooked On. Um, and with that in mind, Rob is going to um, introduce our, our guest for the day. I am. I shall, uh, I shall bring him on first, and then I shall explain the uh, very important relevance of why he is with us. Uh, he is the host of, I would say, the hottest podcast in the world today. Not just sports, not just wrestling, but the hottest podcast in the world today. He is the host of Something to Wrestle With, Bruce Pritchard, and he is Conrad Thompson. Hey, hey, Conrad, welcome to the show. Uh, hey guys, how are you? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk a little wrestling with you guys. No worries at all. Um, first of all, just before we uh, uh, we set up exactly why we've got you on today, um, you're in Orlando, I believe. Um, you're there for WrestleMania. Are you having a good time already? Man, I'm having a great time. I've uh, got a few drinks in me. I'm working on my suntan. It does not suck to be me today. <laughs> well, we're still in, uh, in, in drizzly uh, Devon and Yorkshire over here in England, but uh, I'm sure you're having a, a good time. It sounds good. Now, listen, everyone, there's a very special reason why Conrad is with us today. I've already mentioned his and Bruce Pritchard's successful podcast, and for the first time, it is coming here to the UK, and it is doing so in association with Hooked on Wrestling. It's our first venture outside of the live WrestleMania shows that we do. More will uh, talk about that um, shortly here on this podcast, but we are bringing Bruce over for three shows to do something to wrestle with live in the UK. We could not be more excited. We will talk lots more about detail about that um, that tour later on in the podcast. You can also go to our Twitter and Facebook to find out lots more information. We will get there, don't worry, but uh, we don't want to waste too much of uh, Conrad's time or indeed phone battery, um, so we'll, uh, we'll get to some wrestling matters. But first of all, Conrad, a little bit of uh, congratulation on the success of the podcast so far. Um, and I'm sure you thought it was going to be good because you'd know about Bruce's background and his ability, but did you think it was going to get quite this wild? Uh, no, absolutely not. I knew it would be very successful. I mean, I knew it would be the type of content that wrestling fans like you and I would enjoy, but I don't think anybody could have predicted that we'd be doing a million downloads a week. And in the more recent seven days, we just did over a million. That's a milestone for us and one that I didn't think we'd ever reach. And I doubt many people in this genre ever have. So we're very humbled and honored to have everyone's support. And it's a big deal to be invited to do shows like this and to come see you guys across the pond. Yeah, well, we absolutely can't wait to um, 
to get the shows going. They're taking place in the, in mid-July. But in the meantime, um, it's your first venture into the live show. Um, this coming weekend, you've got a show in Orlando, which is uh, which is sold out. You've got another one coming up uh, in a couple of months' time in, in St. Louis. Um, what, what made you want to take that step outside the realm? Because obviously sometimes it's uh, kind of safe doing a podcast. You know what works. But you've made another step on, and it's been successful so far. Yeah, you know, it's a, I guess it's twofold. One, we had uh, a lot of folks clamoring for it. They really wanted us to do it. And uh, we're in the business of listening to our audience and giving them what they want. And two, you know, I'm a businessman. If there's an opportunity for us to uh, give people what they want and do well by doing that, then we're into it. So we announced our Orlando date this WrestleMania weekend. And uh, the show is happening April 1st. We sold out on January 24th. Wow. So we wow. more than met our expectation and we're looking forward to being able to do that with you guys uh in the uk because if you haven't already heard or or you're not picking it up we're going to have tickets going on sale very soon and i imagine a similar response there that we got here in orlando that we got in st louis for for money in the bank uh this is going to be one of the hottest tickets in the uk this summer absolutely is that's very true indeed we are going to like i said earlier we're going to go through all sorts of details later on in the podcast do stay tuned uh, for that if you need to know where to go but uh, uh, in the meantime I um, just want to kind of um, ask about how you got involved Conrad because um, with all due respect people would know Bruce as his time with uh, WWE TNA as Brother Love as his own name but uh, Conrad Thompson was a, maybe a new name to some people how did you come to, to know Bruce to get involved in this genre well it's a total accident you know I'm just a fan I'm not in the wrestling business I never have been and have no aspirations to be but uh, several years ago, I decided to uh, order a replica belt for the big gold belt. I did some research and discovered that Dave Milliken was the man to order from. I befriended Dave. He lived in Tennessee, which is just up the road from me in Alabama. He introduced me to Mark James, who was up the books with Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette introduced me to J.J. Dillon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That just continued until finally I met Ric Flair. We became good buds. Uh, we had an opportunity to do a podcast together when he wanted me to just sit in and ask him fan questions on his Ric Flair Woo Nation Play.it podcast back in 2015. Uh, and then eventually we took it independent last year and did the Ric Flair show. But along the way, I met all of Rick's friends, one of which included Bruce Pritchard. And Bruce was just uh, sharing stories with me one day and where I said, hey, man, what happened when? And he would give me an answer that was way more entertaining and way more detailed than I ever expected and I thought, man, this is a podcast people would listen to. This totally breaks the mold of let's have so-and-so on and ask them how they got in the business and what their favorite match was. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's very enjoyable. But, you know, the podcast landscape was littered with that and television show recaps where they kind of armchair quarterback the booking. This is a, a little bit different approach. And uh, people found it refreshing, and they've clamored to it. So it seems like we've got something. So somehow, Brother Love and the Mortgage Guy are of interest in 2017. Who'd have thought? You most certainly are. And uh, I noticed very early, early on in the podcast where you, you very much listen to the people on that front. Because if you listen to the, the opening uh, few podcasts, there is a little bit of a section on some current stuff and looking at the current product. But that soon went away because I, I guess that increasingly your audience was saying to you that they're craving the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, what we wanted to do is give them what they wanted. And if that's what they're really here for, let's give them more of that. And, and by doing that, we also made a good business decision. Our content is now evergreen. You know, no one will listen to a Fastlane 2017 recap. You know, two months out, they'll never listen to it again. It's dead. It's died on the vine. Mm-hmm. But everybody will always 
want to go back and hear about WrestleMania 9. That never expires. There's no expiration date. So it proved to be successful from us for us from a download standpoint. But it, it really just started with uh, fans saying, hey, man, I get that already on Wrestling Observer or Pro Wrestling Torch or PWI yep. or everyone else. Uh, I'll come here for the old stuff. Let's give them what they want. I'll vouch for that, comrade. You know, I'm not a real podcast guy by and large. Um, I couldn't give a damn about listening to a recap of what happened on SmackDown last Tuesday. To be honest, I can see it with my own eyes. And I can read it if I need to. Whereas as soon as I discovered your guys' podcast about four months ago, genuinely, genuinely, there's nothing else other than the Hooked On podcast that's been on my uh, playlist since then because there's so much stuff, so much rich content that I can just dive into. Hence why I reached out to you guys in the first place because it's just fascinating. I appreciate that, man. I'm working very hard to put out a good product and when people appreciate it and recognize it, you know, that's the goal. I think um, our last guest earlier on in the week um, on, on this podcast, Joel Ross, was the, the person that introduced me to uh, to your podcast. And indeed, I think it was me, Paul, that was the first one, well, not probably not the first one, but I was the one that encouraged you to uh, to get listening. So um, it, I always think these word of mouth things are, are such a good thing, Conrad, because you know you're onto something, don't you? If it's a massive advertising campaign and you get huge numbers from day one and then it dwindles, it was just a flash in the pan. But I think you're at, your, well, not at your peak. I'm sure there's still more room to grow, but you're probably at your biggest your biggest point now some six months into the venture so it seems like a, it's constant momentum yeah it certainly feels that way it's grown month over month and uh, when you start to see it trending downward that's when you hit the panic button but somehow some way it keeps getting bigger and uh, <laughs> it's not because we're necessarily doing any advertising or marketing like you suggested it's simply word of mouth and uh, if you've got a good product man word will spread people will talk about it and uh, if you build it they will come and we hope they come out in droves when we make our way over this summer to the United Kingdom absolutely look comrade I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in for Rob Rob's our normally lead on this but I, I just want to sort of um, get the elephant out of the room for anyone that's listening and we're, it's really unfortunate but um, you're not coming over this summer are you you're, you're going to be backing us up uh, back in the US yeah, yeah. My full-time gig, as I've told everybody many times, man, I'm just a fan. Uh, I'm the mortgage guy, and uh, running a mortgage company is a full-time gig, and there's only so many hours in the day, and there there just aren't any stunt doubles for me. So I've got to uh, man the ship here stateside, so I have entrusted a great friend of the show and someone who I know will hold Bruce's feet to the fire and call him out on his BS, and that's our man Rob. I'm actually going to assist Rob with some of the research and some of the questioning, and uh, Bruce is going to get it as stiff as he normally does, except instead of me throwing the punches, it'll be our friend Rob. Uh, I'll be there in spirit. I may have a recorded message here or there for Bruce because, you know, fuck Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know I know from, from experience, you know, Rob, Rob and I have been good friends for, for a number of years. And I think we've got a similar relationship in that I, I'm I'm one to go off on a sort of sort of my own little tangents here and there talking about the nonsense. Hey, look, like I, I still dine out on my night out with Ric Flair six years after it happened. And there's there's um, and Rob Rob's the first man to say, oh look, Paul, cut the bullshit, cut the bullshit. And so when when we were putting this together and I knew you couldn't come, the natural choice. And I know like the the guy who will like you say hold. Bruce's feet to the coals is, is our man Rob so Rob um, I know you hate hearing about it on air and hate having your uh, ego stroked on air but unfortunately we're going to have to on this point because I know that if, if Conrad can't come over you're the man that can um, keep Bruce on the straight and narrow uh, well thank you guys first of all and um, you know 
I'm very, very honoured to have the opportunity to do this because this is very much... Um, this is a two. If people haven't listened to the podcast, I'm certain that they have. But this is a two-man show. This is not Bruce doing some stuff and just some host. Conrad is first class on that podcast. Only not only driving the ship, but also keeping Bruce in in tow. So um, while I um, I have a fairly big ego and I would be happy to host anything, I certainly wanted Conrad to be here because it was a really a two-man thing. But if he can't make it and he's happy for me to step in, I'm hugely honoured. Here's how I think about this relationship: is that Bruce Pritchard is the Ric Flair of this threesome. I will be the Mr. Perfect as the executive consultant, and I think that Conrad's going to be in the background as Bobby Heenan, you know, shaping the whole thing. So I think it's a bit of a, a three-man dynamic that's going, to, that's going to take us to the top. Does that sound good to you, Conrad? Count me in. I'm looking forward to it. That combination got gold in the World Wrestling Federation, and a gold for us in the summer. Yes, absolutely. Let's hope so. It's... Um, uh, we've already started uh, discussing some uh, some topics and, and things that are going to be uh, going on on the shows, but we'll keep our powder dry on that a little bit uh, until nearer the time. But certainly, um, we're going to have some things that haven't come up so much um, so far on something to wrestle with. Um, we're going to have some things that are particular to the UK, even to each city that, that we're going to be appearing in, and uh, just trying to keep things fresh. So. Uh, from my end and from Conrad's end, we're going to come up with the right things to uh, to kind of grind Bruce down and, and get some get some answers out of him. Um, how frustrating is he, Conrad? Let's start with the negatives. How frustrating is he to work with? Because uh, there's been some times where you've really gone to town and uh, used some industrial language, but try to get some info out of him. He, he does frustrate you at times, doesn't he? Well, what's frustrating to me is that I feel like we always have time. You know, sometimes I feel like he forgets that. Hey, we're recording this, and we're not. We're supposed to thing me that you know when he starts giving it, it was like he a deposition. You know, yes, no, I don't recall. Give me something, and he knows enough about broadcasting to do that. But sometimes he's just not in the mood to, for whatever reason. That's really the the biggest and most frustrating thing. And then other times it's just inconsistencies. He'll say one thing, and two weeks later he'll contradict himself. When I call him out on that, he doesn't like it, so he just tries to deflect. Uh, I, I like it when people just say, hey, man, I screwed up. And that's just not in Bruce Pritchard's vocabulary. No, so what you're telling me is that I'm a, I, I should call him on the bullshit. That's what you're saying to me. And you make sure that I get to that and uh, get everything out of him. Um, what I do like, though, is that when I do listen to the podcast, that his memory, his recall is really exceptional. There are things that have happened, you know, 25, 30 years ago. And Bruce seems to remember it like it was yesterday. And it's, uh, I'm looking forward to delving into his mind and getting some of those stories because it feels like your, your gold mine is kind of endless when it comes to this because Bruce's recall is so good. Yeah, I, I don't know if the, uh, the, 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 the special potion to have an everlasting memory is like a pound of weed a day or what, but... He has certainly cracked the code because he still remembers <laughs> all that stuff. Indeed. Now, um, we uh, because we want to um, to get on to some specifically WrestleMania topics, we've got months and months to uh, uh, to get to talking all about the uh, the something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard UK tour. Hopefully, we'll get to uh, chat to you again here on the podcast at some time when you're uh, not quite so busy sunning yourself by a pool in Florida. Um, but uh, for now, let's have a quick chat about WrestleMania. Obviously, you're at this show. Um, is, it, is it a WrestleMania you're particularly looking forward to this year? I'm sorry, say again? Uh, is, is, is this year's WrestleMania one you're particularly looking forward to? Uh, no, not particularly. You know, I mean, uh, I don't look forward to WrestleMania the way maybe I once did. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a kid, it was absolutely everything to me. And then when I was able to attend my first one, it was a big deal. 
when I was able to go with Rick to the first one, that was a big deal. When I was able to my daughter to her first one, that was a big deal. I, I don't think this will be a bad WrestleMania, and I certainly think I'll have fun. But to say that this is like on my all-time list, it's Okay, we're just um, you're just breaking up us on us a, a little bit there, uh, comrade. So hopefully you can uh, uh, you can hear us. We're just going to set up a a game that we play here on the Hooked On podcast, which we call WrestleMania Impossible, aka the WrestleMania mixtape. Um, I shan't go through all the matches that uh, we've picked so far, but essentially going through every WrestleMania from one to thirty-two, picking what we feel is the match most representative of each show. So not necessarily the best match we've uh, between us so far. Um, Paul and I have pitched for Doink versus Crush at one point. That didn't get on on WrestleMania 9. But Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon did get on from WrestleMania 26. Um, so there have been um, some poorer matches, but if they're representative of the Mania, that's why they go on. Um, we're, uh, we're up the home stretch. Um, I tasked Paul to watch every single one all the way up until this uh, 32 at this WrestleMania, and he has done so impressively, Paul. He must be exhausted through all that. Um, but um, we're going to get on to... WrestleMania's 30, 31, and 32 today. So, Conrad, are you ready to be uh, the judge on these last three? It's a, it's a big responsibility. I'm ready. Let's do it. Excellent stuff. Um, is it me to go first, Paul? It's an even number, Rob. Your maths won't fail you this time. So, yes, take the floor, my friend. Okay. Well, we've got WrestleMania 30, which is... Um, is it wrong to say it's an unsung Wrestlemania I wonder sometimes if you've got something which is more modern people are more dismissive of it we remember the old stuff and we love the old stuff such as uh, you get to hear on, on the Something to Wrestle With podcast but I think Wrestlemania 30 was a pretty darn excellent Wrestlemania um, full of talking points around the show not only the uh, the whole Ultimate Warrior saga which was you know a very sad um, denouement to that in the end but lots of interesting matches and stories um, you are expecting me uh, I think to pick the uh, the end of the streak. That seems to be the uh, the obvious thing to do, and I am. But I very very nearly picked something different. I very nearly picked Daniel Bryan uh, winning his title because I thought to see that the whole yes thing in the audience would have been so special. But I think the story to that is two matches, not one. We're only allowed to pick one here. Um, so although it's not the greatest match I've ever seen, it is historically significant. We put the first match of the streak onto this mixtape, WrestleMania 7. So I'm going to put, I'm going to select anyway, WrestleMania 30, Brock Lesnar beating The Undertaker. Over to you, Paul. Okay, um, Rob, totally disagree with you. I'm going to go with the main event on this one, Triple A, uh, sorry, Daniel Bryan, Batista and Randy Orton. The reason I'm going to do it is because it was the representation of the fans getting their way over WWE and that never ever happens um, it was a phenomenal match it was a great crowning of a great champion and a guy that people just desperately wanted to get behind um, which led to an amazing atmosphere and one of the true in inverted commas Wrestlemania moments not only that though it, it, it bled an era you know without Daniel Bryan winning on that day do we get Samoa Joe do we get Seth Rollins going to the top do we get 205 Live, do we get the Cruiserweight Tournament, do we get these indie guys that have come in and really made a difference in WWE, Sami Zayn, etc, etc, the list goes on, um, I don't think we do, he absolutely broke those barriers down and now we're all seeing the benefits from that um, in, a, in a much changed wrestling landscape, so my pick is the main event for WrestleMania 30, I think it has to go on the tape. Okay, Conrad, it's, uh, it's a tough decision, I think, because it's a big WrestleMania full of uh, some good matches, but which of these would you choose to go on our fictional WrestleMania mixtape? 
Well, it's not tough for me at all. Uh, it's Undertaker in a landslide. That's something people will be talking about for a long time. It was over 20 years in the making. Unfortunately, Daniel Bryan wasn't able to continue his career and build upon that legacy. It was a cool moment, but that's where it will end. It was a moment. Uh, and anyone who says that Daniel Bryan paved the way for independent superstars somehow forgot that CM Punk did it first. So, uh, the Undertaker losing the streak is by far the biggest moment from WrestleMania 30. Agreed. I think it's one of my selections onto the tape. I do think, Paul, if the um, the, the Daniel Bryan moment, not just that match, but uh, you know the Triple H one, would possibly have got on at least another 15 to 20 choices in the, if we were doing it head-to-head, but uh, you're not beating the streak, I'm afraid, my friend. Um, we move on to WrestleMania uh, 31, um, only a couple of years ago now, and uh, it is your uh, choice to, uh, to pick first from uh, WrestleMania 31 down in uh, Santa Clara, California, at Levi Stadium. What are you going to choose for your pitch? Okay, buddy, I'm going to go slightly off the wall on this one because it's not the biggest moment of the the WrestleMania, and a great WrestleMania it was as well. We tried to put a bit of variety into this WrestleMania, and one thing we haven't touched on um, on this whole mixtape is the fact that entrances and this presentation make such a big part of the WrestleMania experience, and we haven't really showcased that yet. So for that reason, I'm going with John Cena versus Rusev. Um, okay, it was a mid-card match for the mid-card title, but Rusev coming out in a tank with the Russian guard, um, John Cena um, coming in with you know his you know, he always has a special entrance as well, and it was no different here. There's a couple of other choices I could have made, and I think I know what you're going to go for, but I'm going to choose this one specifically to say entrances make WrestleMania moments, and this these were two of the best, especially the Rusev one. So I'm going with Rusev Cena. You've made my choice so much harder because I had it down to two, neither of which was that match, and I was hoping you'd pick one and I can just go with the <laughs> other one. I need you to give me a judgment call here, Paul. The um, the main event of Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, which was then interjected in um, by Seth Rollins, do you count that as one match or two? Absolutely. For the purposes of this, one match. That's one match. In that case, that's what I'm going to select. Um, I was very, very close. In fact, oh, I'm still torn. No, I'm going to select that one. I was very, very close to picking Triple H versus Sting. Um, because you know Sting is such a legend in the wrestling industry it was so cool to get him involved in WWE to be involved at Wrestlemania um, some people frowned on that match I loved it with the, um, the the DX representation the NWO representation did it throw the uh, the history books if you took it from a storyline perspective out the window sure it did but it was loads of fun at the time I remember our live show uh, in Walkabout Temple there in London where we'll be in a few days time the roof came off the place all through that match it was a great experience however um, I think that Reigns versus Lesnar was possibly the best match of Reigns' career so far. I think it was the day he stepped up. Um, I thought he did a great job in that match with Lesnar. He took a beating. It looked really severe, but I think it made him look like a big deal. And then the uh, surprise, or call it what you will, it might have not been a surprise to some people, but the cool moment of Rollins coming out, cashing in Money in the Bank for the first time at Mania, ending on that uh, big story. I'm going to have to go with the main event. But I've all said I was very, very close to picking Triple H versus Sting. I certainly wasn't close to picking Cena versus Rusev. But uh, let's see what Conrad picks because he's the uh, important one with a judgment call. Well, you're on a roll, my friend. Uh, I don't know that there is another answer for this one. I do appreciate the idea of Sting having his first WrestleMania moment as being important. But as far as historical significance, that was a main event that nobody was looking forward to. There were lots of graphics going around beforehand with Roman Reigns sitting in the crowd of the 49er Stadium with his daughter. And all the memes said... Look, baby, tomorrow 80,000 people are going to boot me here. 
<laughs> and somehow the WWE booked themselves into a brilliant finish. It was the debut of Suplex City Bitch. It was the first time we got to see a little bit of a harder edge from Roman Reigns. And we anointed Seth Rollins as being a main event player. So uh, given what Roman and Seth are going to continue to do in their career, it's hands down the main event that involves Seth Rollins at 31. Paul, I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to use a terrible pun here because it felt that uh, by picking that particular Rusev match, it was you deliberately tanking on that effort. Surely that wasn't a, <laughs> a sensible idea, was it? I get your idea about the entrances, but goodness me, man, that was uh, an open goal for me there. Um, it's I me just to pick... throw the odd curveball in now and then. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, it's me to pick first for WrestleMania 32. We've finally come to an end uh, on this uh, journey through the WrestleManias. Of course, it was only only last year. It doesn't seem a year ago, does it? Well, in fact, it was. Um, over 100,000 people um, was the official attendance there in uh, Arlington, Texas at the AT&T Stadium um, for the uh, the WrestleMania that you went to live, Paul Benson. Didn't I just look out my one and only WrestleMania being such a great card, eh? Mm. Um, this isn't quite such an easy one to uh, to pick first on. Last time was a bit of an embarrassment of riches. Um, I'm going to pick, and I'm going to... This is a strange one to end... Uh, this sequence on because I'm actually picking something for the future here um, but even though he may be considered to be up there in years uh, to some people um, I think AJ Styles is going to have a long Wrestlemania legacy yes not too many people are looking forward to AJ versus Shane but I think we're going to see some huge matches in the future for AJ Styles at Wrestlemania so I'm going to pick his debut at Mania it's a losing effort to Chris Jericho um, but it's a cracking little match um, there's a surprise ending to some people were insistent that, uh, that AJ was was going to go over but I would suggest to you that that finish makes this year's Jericho versus Owens match a bigger one because there's not that kind of oh Jericho will obviously lose factor in because he didn't obviously lose last year did he so uh, it's a good match Jericho deserves a bit more representation than he's got so far on this uh, tape uh, and I think AJ is going to be a stable for years to come so I'm going to go Jericho versus AJ Paul what's your decision or your choice I should say well, it's a, it's a really easy one, and I'm glad you didn't pick it out from underneath me, actually. When I was in that stadium last year, there was one match that stood out on a fairly mediocre card, and to me, that was the Women's Championship triple threat. Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, great match, great presentation, really sort of showed how far they'd come in terms of women's wrestling. Who would have ever thought that we'd be looking back at WrestleMania and going, the best match on the card was uh, a female triple threat? Here we are, and they deserve every accolade they got. It was the one match, really, that gave me sort of goosebumps on the whole night. So, for that reason, I'm going the Women's Championship. Okay, your final uh, final choice as judge, Conrad. Finally, Paul's coming around. That's a great pick. I totally agree. I was hoping that someone would pick that one. Uh, it was uh, a watershed moment for women's wrestling, uh, for sure. You know, they had a huge pyro entrance and a huge pyro exit. They debuted a new belt. They had a lot of really slick spots. They had a hot spot with the moonsault to the floor uh it was in my opinion the greatest women's match in the history of wrestlemania uh and and that's exactly what they needed they needed a big moment to be able to say hey out with the old in with the new that match did it the women's match was by far the best match at wrestlemania 32 and there we have it it kind of feels fitting actually Paul that this is your challenge really and that uh, the, the match that, the Wrestlemania that you went to is the match that you have chosen and uh, so that's quite a poetic ending I think so I will uh, bow <laughs> to you on that one sir well that was a, that was a project wasn't it that was a project I've enjoyed that thank you Conrad for being the final judge it was really really cool 
Hey, man, I appreciate the opportunity to come on, and I'm really looking forward to uh, helping Rob beat up Bruce, and we're going to make that happen in July, and uh, I'm sure you guys are going to share the ticket information, but I do want to remind everybody again that every event we've done is uh, either sold out or selling fast and will sell out. This will be no different. We don't know when we'll come back across the pond, so get them while you can. This may be the only time. You never know. Uh, go ahead and snatch those up. I'm telling you, we are going to, with between Bruce and I, or between Rob and I, we're going to beat up Bruce like never before. <laughs> I hope so. I'm uh, very much looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be uh, a very cool deal over a few days. Um, just uh, while you're here, the likelihood of people listening to this podcast and not knowing uh, all about something to wrestle with is slim. Uh, but just in case that's the, uh, the case, um, give us a, a quick um, heads up on where people can listen to your podcast. And indeed, if, uh, if, if people are stateside and want to go to the, uh, the St. Louis event, how they can get involved in that. Well, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard is an inside look inside Vince McMahon's inner circle. Vince uh, had Bruce on payroll from 1987 until 2008 with one little uh, one-year and change hiatus along the way. So roughly two decades inside Vince's inner circle. So he's going to give you a peek inside of the mind of the madman that is Vince McMahon that you've never heard before. And uh, it's a perspective that has captivated millions of listeners each and every month. And we're looking forward to uh, being able to go ahead and share more with you on our current show. Uh, you can catch that every Friday at noon at MLWRadio.com. And it's also available anywhere else you enjoy podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeart. The list goes on and on. SoundCloud, whatever you like, it's probably there. It's something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, and it's every Friday at noon Eastern. And I should also just point out that uh, it's not the only... Uh podcast venture that you're involved with at the moment and the main reason that I will uh, mention your uh, WCW themed show with uh, Tony Schiavone is that quite frankly I'm sick of people telling me how much I look like Tony Schiavone do you know the uh, people from ranging from Chris Jericho to Demolition Smash have told me how much I resemble Tony Schiavone so I think people are going to think that when Bruce comes over here and I'm interviewing him that, uh, that it's managed to be your, your two uh, compadres on the podcast together without you but I can assure them that it is actually me not Tony but are you enjoying uh, having some fun with that podcast too? I certainly am I have never been called a slapdick before the show with Tony Schiavone and uh, he would love to uh, share information with you on, about the show on his Twitter account that's before he blocks you he is at Tony Schiavone 24 and that show which is kind of a spinoff of Bruce's WWF show is all things Jim Crockett promotions and world championship wrestling from 1983 to 2001, Tony was the voice of professional wrestling below the Mason-Dixon line. And uh, if you prefer your wrestling a little more Southern fried, well, Tony Schiavone is the man for you. It's each Monday in time for your ride to work. It's 6 a.m. Eastern, What Happened When Monday, also available at MLWRadio.com or anywhere else you enjoy podcasts. As we said, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeart, whatever it is that you use to download and enjoy your podcasts, what Happened When is available for you each Monday. Fantastic stuff. Well, uh, continued success um, with both of those. Um, me and you will be speaking uh, a great deal, I believe, between uh, now and the middle of July, off-air rather than on, uh, as we prepare to uh, give Bruce a good grilling when he comes over here to the UK. But uh, for now, we're going to let you get away, enjoy WrestleMania weekend, uh, have a blast with your show there in Orlando, and uh, you know, sit under the learning tree and learn everything you can about these... Uh, these new ventures, these new live shows, because we want to take the very best of it and uh, do it when, we, uh, when we're here in the UK. Looking forward to it. Thanks for the opportunity to come on. I appreciate that. If anybody would like to uh, interact with me on Twitter, I am at Hey Hey, it's Conrad. 
Bruce is, of course, at Bruce Pritchard. Tony Schiavone is at Tony Schiavone24. And uh, I'm sure we're going to have a great time come July. Thank you ever so much, Conrad Thompson. Paul, um, this last couple of weeks, mate, has been kind of surreal for us. I don't want to uh, make us sound too much like Marks because we are very much in this for the, uh, for the business side of things. But I've been listening to Conrad and Bruce on their podcast for absolutely ages. And then without letting too much daylight in upon magic, a couple of weeks ago, there's me and you in a, in a conference call with them, and now we're speaking to them on a regular basis. There's Conrad on the podcast. I'm absolutely certain we'll have Bruce on in the uh, in the very near future um, to talk all about him coming over here. It's been a bit of a whirlwind these last few weeks, but uh, it's about to happen. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's fantastic, and it's exactly where we want to be. Like we've, we've been looking after these parties for a long time now. We've had a great time. I think all the guys that have come to our parties have had a, most time, a great time. And, you know, we've been looking to try and expand things a little bit for a long time. And these Q&As go on all the time. And, and we could have done a dozen in the last year, no question. But it wasn't until Bruce and Conrad came along that, that it really captured my imagination. I just saw what we could do on stage with with that format, and with Bruce's stories and with the way he sort of tells them as well. And you pulling it all out of him, I just thought it was such an opportunity that I didn't want to miss. So we made a really heavy play to get those guys over. And look, we, re- we announced it today as we sit here now. And I said to my wife earlier, I had more Twitter notifications since between two o'clock and seven o'clock today than I've ever had in any given month uh, prior to that. It just went insane. So I think if that's anything to go by, um, these tickets are going to fly. Well, we, we shall see. We certainly hope so. Um, we envisage the, there being quite a, um, a flow on the, the VIP stuff, particularly early on. And we're going to have a bit of a pre-sale for people that uh, listen to this podcast and that, um, uh, that follow us on social media. So we will talk about all that towards the end of the podcast. We want to uh, deal with some of our WrestleMania business first because this is what we're... Uh, this is the road to WrestleMania. This is what we've got the podcast for at the moment. We still need to deal with our bread and butter... Um, which are the parties, in particular WrestleMania party, which is only a few days away. I actually had a text call from uh, from someone that I know today, um, who's been to a couple of our parties, and they said, you know, please tell me this isn't the end of the parties. And I said, well, absolutely, the opposite. You know, we, we're looking to br- branch out into some other things. Um, we hope the Bruce stuff is a success, but straight after Bruce has gone home, we're going to be r- ramping up for SummerSlam. We're not uh, we're not going anywhere on the uh, on the uh, the pay per view party front. Absolutely not. You know, we it's the highlight of our year. We enjoyed him so much. I'd feel a massive void if these disappeared. So no, we'll be carrying these on as long as people keep turning up. Indeed. And the other question is, people often say, well, why don't you do it for every pay per view? Uh, and the point is because sometimes only a few people would turn up. Um, there are some expenses incurred in doing these things, so it's uh, you don't just roll it out all the time. Plus, it keeps it nice and special. Three times a year, let's all get together, watch the big shows. I think it makes it feel uh, that much more special. So uh, for now, um, we'll be certainly keeping the model uh, relatively similar. What are we talking about? There may be some people that have uh, tuned in to listen to Conrad and you don't know what the heck of the heck we're talking about in terms of WrestleMania parties. Here is the rundown. I will tell you roughly what's going on. Paul's going to tell you how you can get involved. We run specialist pay-per-view parties, have been doing so for about five years now. It all started with five blokes watching the Royal Rumble in a flat in Camden in London. And a couple of years later, when we had nowhere to watch it anymore, we said, let's throw a Royal Rumble party. Miraculously, with three weeks' notice, about 80 people turned up. 
Then for the following uh, year, we did it again. For WrestleMania, we did it again. This was several years ago. Now we are looking at not far off of 2,000 people coming to our parties this Sunday for WrestleMania across eight venues. It is not just turn up and watch the wrestling. We have the famous Hooked on Wrestling quiz. We have fancy dress competitions where it is encouraged but not obligatory. We have wrestling themes playing uh, across all the parties. We have other bits and bobs going on throughout the evening. At six of our eight parties this year, we have WWE 2K17 parties in association with Game. We have some excellent partners, including Shooters, Walkabout, DK Books. We are so excited to be doing all these things. Plus, we've got some great prizes as well, including tickets to go and see WWE events live um, with our compliments. So, it is the biggest set of shows we've ever done. Um, you know, despite all the uh, the Bruce Pritchard stuff going on in the background, we have been mainly focused on creating the best WrestleMania atmosphere you could possibly go and see. So Paul is now going to tell you exactly where the venues are and how you can buy tickets because you haven't got time left and in some venues it is limited to the last few or maybe even not at all. So uh, Paul, where are we going to be on Sunday? Well, thanks for that great setup, Rob. I couldn't say it better myself. So we've got, like you said, we've got eight cities that we're running in uh, this time out. We've got, uh, we're doing walkabout bars in Brighton and London. Um, tickets left in Brighton, very, 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 very few left in London. 15, 20, something like that. So get onto that as soon as this hits your ears. Um, then the other parties are all going to be at Shooter Sports Bars in Leeds, Liverpool, Manchester, Cardiff, Birmingham and Nottingham. To give you an idea on sort of level of interest there, we have already had to open um, extra rooms up in Liverpool and Manchester on the verge of opening a third room up in Manchester actually. Um, looks likely that Leeds is going to go the same way and Cardiff not far behind. So pretty much everywhere we're going, tickets are exceedingly limited. Don't, if you want to come, don't chance it on the door because there's at best a 50-50 chance that we're going to be selling tickets on the door. If you want to come, jump online now, go to ringsideworld.co.uk, um, search Hooked On and get yourself a ticket. Simple as that. They're all for sale there. Um, that's the best way of doing it. The last thing we want is for you setting off from wherever you're based and getting to the venue um, kind of stranded and saying, you know, here's my money, but I can't get in. And then you send to us, oh, you didn't tell us we were sold out. Well, if we're down to our last few, of course, we're going to uh, sell the last few tickets. But it may, might be up for grabs when you leave, but gone by the time you get there. So please uh, don't travel without a ticket in uh, any of the venues if you can possibly help it. And if you have to leave it as a last-minute decision, um, you know it's worth giving us a call or, or getting in touch on, on social media just to find out the situation so we can advise. Because the last thing we want you to do is be you know, stuck in the street with nowhere to watch Mania. Um, in terms of the, uh, the the shows with the second or third rooms, you mentioned Liverpool and Manchester there. Um, how does that work, Paul? In terms of what the uh, what the viewer is getting. Yep. So when we've had to go to a second room, like in Liverpool and Manchester, we we have a bit of a pare down experience in those rooms. Um, you still get the pay per view. You still get the, all the um, WWE themes playing throughout the night. What you don't get is the costume contest and you don't get the quiz uh, in either of those rooms. Subsequently, we charge a little bit less for the tickets in those rooms. It's obvious on Ringside World which one's which, um, but just be warned that in Liverpool and Manchester, um, those main party tickets are now completely sold out, so you, you, you're only getting really the pay-per-view and the atmosphere rather than all the hoopla before it. Paul, as far as the video game tournaments go, they're not in every venue, uh, but how are people going to have to get there a little bit earlier to register? 
Yep, um, we've got um, tournaments in everywhere apart from Brighton and Nottingham. Sorry about those guys. We just couldn't get the logistics um, in place to do it at those venues. Uh, but yep, it's going to be the, it's going to take the place of a qualifying tournament, a qualifying challenge, should I say, beforehand. That's going to run from about eight thirty till around nine thirty, ten o'clock. So if you want to participate in a tournament you've got to go through qualifying you have to be there at that time um, any later than that and you'll be too late so what we're going to do is we're going to do that challenge um, I'm not going to name the participants in the match because it would give people an unfair advantage but essentially there is a set wrestler that you have to use to beat another set wrestler that's controlled by the computer um, the 16 best times in beating that wrestler in each venue will go through to a single elimination tournament um, and we will crown the venue champion a city champion each one of them got some cracking prizes for each we've got we've got vouchers we've got um, tickets to hooked on events in the future we've got framed posters for all our venue posters for our, our advertising stuff it's very very nice well worth keeping uh, and then we've got some uh, beer tokens from the bars themselves as well and I understand it's not confirmed but there may well be a championship belt hanging around for people to pose with if they win the tournament yeah, yeah, not to take home, but there might be well be. We, we're going to introduce venue champions, and I think we're going to have some title belts there. That's a bit tasty. Um, it should be noted, Paul will just back this up if I'm wrong, um, but it should be noted that these game tournaments are going to be going uh, all the way through the evening, um, and they may well clash with some other things that are going on in terms of the quiz, the fancy dress, that kind of thing. So um, it's just the way it goes. We've got so much going on, we can't hold one to, to sort out the other. So. Uh, it might well be that if you're doing well in the tournament, you might miss out on a bit of the quiz, that kind of thing. It is just a, a kind of a, a natural way of that the evening is going to go. But just um, just try and plan your evening a little bit. Just be aware of the fact that it's going to be quite fluid. Um, you might get knocked out earlier on because you might be rubbish at gaming, and then you can uh, help and be rubbish in the quiz as well. I don't know. It's up to you. Um, but is that fair, Paul? I think that's about right, mate, yeah. Cool. Okay, so make sure you go to ringsideworld.co.uk as soon as you possibly can if you want to come to any of those eight Wrestlemania parties uh, I will be hosting in London uh, if you want to try and fill in some of your time whether it's on the travel to the venue on Sunday or any point over the weekend to get your Wrestlemania fix uh, don't forget we have been doing this podcast for I think this is episode 16, 17, something like that um, starting all the way back at the start of the year through the build to the Royal Rumble and then the build to Wrestlemania so if this is your first experience with the Hooked On podcast welcome um, if we... Uh, our Wrestlemania Impossible Challenge piqued your interest, you can go back and listen to the uh, other episodes in which we have completed that task from Wrestlemania's 1 to 32 uh, and many of our guests along the way uh, are hosts for some of our other venues, they include, we've had Doug Williams uh, the eminent British wrestler who is hosting for us in Cardiff uh, Dave Mastiff, another uh, giant of the UK scene he's our host in Birmingham and some other great hosts including Ben Brown as they've been on the podcast as well, so um, we've got some excellent hosts all around the place. Um, uh, Danny Hope and Lauren up there in Manchester. I'm going to forget some people, Paul, so I'm going to let you fill the rest in. We've got Stevie Knight up in Liverpool. Um, we've, as you say, Doug Williams in Cardiff, Dave Mastiff in Birmingham. We've got the um, we've got the incomparable Richard Young. Youngy, of course, on the podcast last week. Nottingham, and I think that covers everything. Rob, we've got uh, Steve Linsky down in Brighton. Um, that's pretty much it. We've covered everywhere. What a lineup, both on this uh, on this podcast in recent weeks and indeed for WrestleMania. So make sure you join us. Um, in the last couple of podcasts, Paul, with our guests, we've been talking about uh, eight WrestleMania matches so far: um, four from Raw, four from SmackDown. Um, and since, since we've got a bit of uh, some alone time, just me and you, 
I thought we could uh, fill in some of the blanks because there's three matches in particular that we haven't got to yet that I want to talk about. Um, one of them is a match that isn't a match and we don't really know what it's going to be and it's all a bit of a, a strange scenario where you have all these matches that have um, contract signings and then you have matches that don't need contract signings and then you have an unsanctioned match that has a contract signing I don't necessarily, <laughs> don't necessarily follow that but um, it seems that we are going to get some form of Triple H versus Rollins it's a little bit unclear but uh, in some ways unclear is kind of cool we don't know what's going to happen yeah, I think it harks back to that SummerSlam 2002 match between Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Um, obviously, the stakes aren't quite as high. We know Rollins wasn't uh, had a, didn't have a career-ending injury, um, but I think it's yeah, I think it's a bit different. I like the vibe. I think they've done a tremendous job in rehabilitating Seth Rollins as a babyface. They botched it completely when he turned originally, but they've really had this injury has been a blessing in disguise. It's given him a second chance for him to get that sympathy and that um, that momentum, and I think they've run they've run with it really well. Um, I think it's it's going to be a really good springboard for Rollins to become a credible main eventer again. We've obviously got the um, sort of quirk in that we've got Samoa Joe lurking. He's not in any matches. He's not in the Battle Royal, so it's fair to assume that he'll make his presence felt. Um, will we see an equaliser? Um, there's, a, there's a guy who uh, Joe was quite familiar with at last WrestleMania weekend that is also itching and uh, raring to go. Could we see uh, Finn Balor come and make his presence felt in his match as well? I would, I would say potentially yes. Um, either way, it's probably one of my top three matches I'm looking forward to at WrestleMania this time. I think in a similar way that we've been talking about uh, the likes of the match between AJ Styles and Shane McMahon, meaning that AJ is thought of as something because he's wrestling against a McMahon. Triple H kind of falls into that category in terms of they must think something of Rollins for him to be in this kind of match. Also, if Triple H is going to be involved in something, it's not going to be throwaway. So um, expect this to have had uh, plenty of thought put into it. Um, don't expect it to be um, something that's uh, just a, a throwaway incident. I think there'll be... Uh, some uh, plenty going on in this one um, I, I kind of think this is going to set up for something else I don't think this will be a one and done I think we might get Triple H and Rollins for a bit and then as you say Joe getting involved Joe helps Triple H out and it doesn't settle anything I think we could see a, a Joe v Rollins thing and then down the line Rollins gets another chance at Triple H maybe at a SummerSlam or, or something like that I don't think this is necessarily going to be the end of the issue um, but I do think it's going to be uh, kind of fun uh, on previous episodes of this podcast we have um, looked back at some old Wrestlemanias and occasionally there's been a battle royal on them and we've gone through those names on those battle royals to uh, not make fun of them necessarily but just to show the uh, the passing of time uh, and those those rosters have uh, made us look back and gone wow remember them or, or the opposite quite frankly um, we're going to throw forward this time and we're going to do some names that have been so far announced <coughs> for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and here they are it's a hell of a list <laughs> um, we have Mojo Rawley Apollo Crews The Big Show Kurt Hawkins Braun Strowman Goldust R-Truth Primo Epico Curtis Axelbo Dallas Jinder Mahal Sami Zayn Fandango or Fandango Tyler Breeze, Dolph Ziggler, Rhino, Heath Slater, Jason Jordan, Chad Gable, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, Mark Henry, Sin Cara, Titus O'Neil, Connor, Victor, Callisto, Aiden English, Simon Gotch, and the newcomer is Chang Bing. 
who is the uh, the Chinese import for the NXT um, territory. What do you think of that uh, list? You've basically got monster, 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 Sami Zayn, tag teamers and jobbers. That is the well, roll this year. I'll start by saying I didn't hear that Chang Bing had been, had been announced for it. It makes perfect sense because they're going live in China for the first time. So bravo, uh, as always, for WWE's business acumen there. Um, do you know what? It's funny, isn't it? When I first looked at this list, I thought it was a bit dire. Just like you say, a bunch of tag teams and jobbers. But when you actually look at it, when you read it out there, there's some decent names in there. Just names that haven't really been used particularly well in the last few months. Obviously, the ones that stand out full stop a big show Braun Strowman but then you've got Zane, Dolph Ziggler American Alpha the Usos so there's some decent decent calibre of talent in there yeah there's a lot of jobbers in there Golda, Star Truth Primo, Epico etc Bo Dallas but it's not going to be so bad is it you know I think I, I this is this has to be Braun Strowman's win doesn't it it really does it does feel that way um, this has been the uh the last few years it's been the the best guy that we have that we don't have anything for sort of match isn't it where they've gone we like Cesaro and we like Corbin and it's something they can talk about um, they still say about Baron Corbin when he comes to the ring the winner of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal so they've yeah. been talking about that for a year so yeah I think I'm a, I've always been a big proponent of big wrestlers I don't mean big in size I mean big in, uh, in name value as much as anything else but big wrestlers winning big matches um, it really sorts out um, the legacy of matches and, and that kind of thing so um, therefore Strowman winning this I think really defines um, this battle royal as having another big winner in it um, it's a hell of a call from Grace if he doesn't win it in terms of how he was positioned going into the Rumble positioned you know, with a possible Undertaker match you know, the Roman Reigns thing at the last, um, last pay-per-view and then suddenly he's in a sort of a throwaway battle royal in, in some senses um, I thought there might have been one or two more in this that might have uh, made it interesting. I think there's still time for them to add others. Um, but as you say, the fact that Samoa Joe is not in this, um, you know, he would have been a candidate, I think, otherwise as someone that they could have, you know, bestowed upon him. He's the enforcer. He's the, you know, he's the winner of this battle royal. He's he's got lots of the destroyer, all those little taglines he can have. Um, so I think he would have been a strong contender. But I can't look anywhere else other than Strowman really. If I was going to throw in. Um, you know, one from I wouldn't call it left field necessarily, but if there had to be one other, maybe you know the Sami Zayn story. I think the Sami Zayn you know character needs the odd big win. Sami Zayn can afford to lose you know quite a lot because of his size and because of the way he is, and they've kind of given a bit of a goofy character. But um, if every now and again Zayn gets a win, you know by whatever means, I think it, it just keeps you um keeps him honest and keeps you it's almost like a, a, an upgrade of santino you know how every now and again they would have santino do something win an icy title or you know have a long yeah. run in the um in the elimination chamber or something i think you can kind of do that with zane but zane's a better wrestler with more credibility i think it, that's the card that you can play every now and again so i'd be fairly confident on going Strowman. but if you told me i wasn't allowed to pick Strowman, if this was a wrestlemania impossible game and you're picking Strowman first then i'll have sammy zane as my alternative um, I can't argue too greatly with that, um, but well, as we all know, it is going to be strong. Would you would you bet against them? Um, 
playing to that Chinese crowd and giving uh, giving their guy the win. Pro- probably, I'm kind of talking against myself here. I don't think it will happen, but it's worth mentioning because obviously that is such a frontier for WWE. And him winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal will, in all seriousness, make him a big, big deal in that country from day one. It could be a launching pad for them having a massive presence in China. So don't don't completely rule it out. That is you thinking with your uh, international broadcasting head on. Um, yes. I don't introduce you enough on this podcast in terms of your history, but um, uh, Paul used to essentially, correct me if I'm wrong, mate, but you used to essentially work um, for a company that would sell the broadcasting rights for TNA and UFC all over the world. Um, yeah. So he knows markets. He spent some time in India um, with um, with Kurt Angle and, and Gail Kim, I think it was, wasn't it? Paul, you out there promoting with TNA. So, um, That's right. Paul knows different markets a lot better than I would do. So the idea that uh, he thinks that could be an in with China, um, you're certainly someone I'd be uh, listening to um, as far as uh, an expert opinion in that field would go. So that's interesting to see. I'm going to be quite frank with you. I'm not really familiar with his work. So I, I don't really... <laughs> I don't, not you. I mean, uh, I'm a Chinese friend. So I don't know if he's any good. Um, not that that matters because this is the kind of match that, uh, you know, that, you know, that uh, the Giants... Um, Great Carly would have won um, and pushed for the India market. So uh, he doesn't necessarily have to be good. He just has to be uh, uh, in position and marketable. So Correct. we'll see how he goes. Good luck to him. Um, there's only one more match I really want to cover, with the greatest respect to um, a couple of the others we may have missed off, including um, Baron Corbin and um, Dean Ambrose. But um, I'd like to talk about um, Neville versus Austin Aries. Um is it a down and it's on the pre-show? It is in some ways because there's something, you know, big about having a WrestleMania match. I think Neville's been shunted under the pre-show before, um, so I kind of feel for them a bit because it doesn't feel like the uh, the match. But we've talked here before on the podcast that being on the pre-show is part of selling things, setting the tone. Um, they're you know they're big deals these pre these pre-shows these days. They're not just throwaway dark matches in the old days when it would be I don't know. Um, I can't even think of a good example but even the Brooklyn Brawler versus Jim Powers or something you know this is a bit different these days so um, I think first and foremost I think this will be a hell of a match I think it will be loads and loads of fun I think the two guys will show what they've got um, I actually fancy Neville to retain um, because I think if they're going to do a title switch I think they may do it somewhere down the line on a, on a, on a Raw only pay-per-view but um, even so as much as it might pain you to have this on a pre-show rather than a main show, just think about how far these guys have come. And so when you were watching them wrestle for Dragon Gate or PWG or whichever indie promotion they were booked near you, you probably never thought... You knew, you knew they had the talent, but you probably didn't ever think they were going to make it to WrestleMania. So good for them. Should be a good fun match. I'm not so down on it being a pre-show match. How about you, Paul? No, me neither. Um, and, and there is something to be said, definitely, for having the prestige of being on the main show, but less so nowadays, because we talked about this with UFC the other week, about the pre-show being so, so important. Going out on all these different platforms, it's on basically every social media platform, it goes out on the USA Network, it's going out on um, their their own network. So there's, there's definitely an element of trust to be placing on the pre-show. That, and they're going to get more time. You know, it's a two-hour pre-show with three matches. Admittedly, a lot of hype around it, a lot of videos, a lot of panel discussion. But if they were on the main card, they'd get what six minutes. They're going to get, you know, maybe close to double that on the pre-show. The other thing to consider is that it's such a great honour for them to be given this. And I know it sounds patronising, but given this singles match on WrestleMania, because the the sort of temptation and the easy thing to do would have just been to bundle all these guys into a to a multi-man ladder match. And there you go, there's your cruiserweight match. Have at it. 
um, do some flippity floppity do's. But no, they've they've put the trust in the two best guys in the division. You know, all but greatest respect to Tazawa and Grand Metalik and a couple of the other guys. These probably are so far the standouts. Neville's been a revelation since he went heel. We all know what Austin Aries can do. He's phenomenal. Um, to coin a phrase, Major Styles. And I think yeah, like a real sort of element of trust has gone into giving them the singles match. I think they'll perform. Could well be the best match of the night. Um, I agree with you. I think Neville's going to retain. Um, only because I see um, Aries splintering off. I don't think he's going to get the title. I could see him reverting to his natural heel role quite soon. Um, that's where he excels. That's where people really want him to be. So I can see that that coming in the near future. Indeed. I love Tazawa, by the way. I hope he gets a good chance to... Um, to Me too. Push on, push Me on too. I think he's, uh, he's absolutely sensational. Um, listen, well, we'll leave WrestleMania for this year uh, just there, I think. We are both very, very excited to be uh, with you in London at Walkabout Temple on Sunday with, you know, 500 plus wonderful wrestling fans, hooked on fans, uh, who will be with us um, for that show. It's the best place to be for uh, any big show, in my opinion. And uh, I like sp- I like spending some time watching some wrestling with you, mate. So it's, uh, it works well all round for us. Um, we are going to be in Walkabout Temple again in July, but we're not going to be there just watching some wrestling and dressing up like loons and doing quizzes, we are going to be there with Mr. Bruce Pritchard, um, who is the uh, the main man on Something to Wrestle With, Bruce Pritchard. We've uh, we've had Conrad Thompson on earlier on in the podcast, who is the, uh, the host of that podcast. As we mentioned, he unfortunately can't find the time in his schedule to come over, um, but we hope that that won't uh, take away from your enjoyment of the occasion. Um, I am going to do my very, very best to fill in, in Conrad's shoes. He is going to train me up for the role. Um, and it's, him training me for the role is a little bit like when Hulk Hogan did that training montage with Gene Oakland. Um but I hopefully <laughs> will be able to uh, to step up and do it justice and listen we, what we come for Conrad is absolutely outstanding but what we come for on the podcast uh, are Bruce's stories they're absolutely magnificent um, we've talked about him with with uh, Conrad earlier on um, I just want to ask you a quick one Paul before we get into the nuts and bolts of what's happening and where but um, this was you that you came to me with this a, a little while ago. I introduced you to the podcast, and we we talk about it quite a lot, and um, we both clearly love it. And but it was you that came to me not all that long ago with saying, you know, I think as hooked on. We didn't, let's face it, to the basically we won't go too much into the details, but essentially hooked on is is me and you with with some people that help us. So you yeah. said you said hooked on can can do something here, and I took a little bit of convincing, but I'm now fully on board and. You know, we're going ahead with the project. I've been involved with um, PSI events that have brought over Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Jim Ross, Chris Jericho for um, previous um, kind of similar events. So I'm kind of versed in, in that world. But, you know, what what was the thing that made you think, I think we can do this? I just think it's because, as you know, like I said earlier, we've been trying to get something like this together for a good long time. And I'm, I was not interested in just taking anybody. I didn't want to just do a Q&A and a tour for the sake of doing it um, and to say I've met these guys. I'm not interested. I've met my heroes many times over. Um, I wanted to do something that the fans would eat up that would um, help us get our name out there and would overall just you know provide a lot of enjoyment for everyone who came to see it. So when you introduced me to this podcast, I, I just devoured it completely I'd listened to nothing else in the car in the gym just absolutely devoured it couldn't get enough and then it dawned on me just thought hang on this is the opportunity this is this is um, what we want to do so I got straight on to Steve Linsky who is the man in terms of knowing the man 
Um, needless to say, he could put me straight in touch with Bruce. We met, we talked, sorry, we, we talked over the phone um, and we arranged some dates and got him over. And I just think, you know, you've got this podcast that's just so universally popular um, because of the entertainment value. It's not reliant on guests or stunts or anything else. You you know, like for instance, I love the Chris Jericho podcast, don't get me wrong, but if it's a guest that I'm not interested in, I'll skip it. It's not a problem. You know, I'll, I'll probably skip more than I, than I listen to. But with something to wrestle, it's consistently every single week is something that I want to hear, topics I want to hear about, nuggets that I'd never heard before, or stuff from a completely different perspective. It's fascinating, it's entertaining, and we're going to bring all that to the table. Now, you you do downplay yourself, mate, in your experience with these events with Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Jim Ross. You've been given, um, you know, by all of those guys, you know the the pat on the back, um, the rub, if you will. They've all said how fantastic you are at hosting these things and getting those stories out of them, which is frankly why we've chosen you to do these. Like you know, you, we are hooked on, but you're as you're in the same way as I would. If you'd have thought there was someone better for the shows, I know you would have stepped aside. Um, but frankly, you're you're the man. You've done this. You've been there. Bruce and Conrad think you're closest closest we are going to possibly get to conrad he is going to make you his avatar in the uk um, <laughs> and I, I and i think i think it's just going to be absolutely brilliant um avatar I'll, in the uk wasn't that a sex pistols song some nice things you said there mate and i'm not going to downplay myself too much listen i think i can do it i'm not going to be uh i'm not going to be sat there thinking uh oh, i'm i'm way out of my depth here i think i'll uh, i think i'll do okay listen there was a better man for the job and his name is conrad thompson but um if he can't come over um i think uh you know this since this is our project and i seem to remember i forget who it was that was put up for the originally put up for the role of Rocky but Sylvester Stallone wrote Rocky and then someone else was going to play him and by the uh, the studio and Stallone said I'd rather the bury the uh, bury the, the script in the garden and have the worms play Rocky than let him do it so he, so he did it himself so um, there's a little bit of uh, that about it I'd like to um, uh, I, I know the drill I've done it before and it's basically it's our project so uh, that's kind of where why you're getting me but listen I know that the people are there to see Bruce and not me so you will not have um, like this podcast can be sometimes um, long periods of me going on um, it is definitely going to be the Bruce show and I am just there to facilitate um, what we didn't mention I should have mentioned earlier on when we were talking to Conrad is that a, a strong part of what we're going to do at these live shows um, is an audience Q&A um, it's not going to be exactly the same as uh, a lot of the PSI shows that we've done particularly the ones with um, Sean and with Brett where it's been essentially all Q&A this is going to be a little bit more similar if you came to the JR or Chris Jericho live shows that we did in the sense that JR and Chris both had a, a sort of a set, almost an act that they came on and did in the first half and then we did some, some Q&A after. Um, we're going to set this up a little bit like the podcast, so we're going to have some topics that I'm going to go through um, with Bruce, I'm going to push it on, push things on him um, and then we're going to uh, investigate those topics kind of like the podcast does um, for the best part of an hour and a half hour and three quarters uh, and then with our remaining time uh, we're going to look to do an audience Q&A. In the first place, we'd like to follow on from uh, what we've done in the show. So there can be some questions about the content that have come up that night. And then just some general other things that you've always wanted to ask Bruce. Uh, hashtag love to know. Um, it will be something we'll be using uh, nearer the time. But uh, start thinking up some things you'd like to say if you're coming along. 
um, we will be using uh, both the uh, the hashtag on the Twitter machine and indeed the live venue to to go around and get some questions and fire them to Bruce. So um, keep an eye on our social media on this podcast and so forth. We've got uh, three or four months before we actually get to the shows yet, so lots of time for ideas to percolate for you to um, make your plans with your friends and come along and uh, see the show. Um, but we would not be doing this if we didn't think there was going to be an awesome night out. Um, there may well be people listening to this podcast that haven't listened to the Bruce one. Uh, that is possible. If so, please don't say, oh, it's just brother love, I'm not interested. Please go back and listen to um, many of his podcasts. Do what um, others have done. You don't have to listen to everyone all the way straight through, although I recommend that you do. Um, but pick and choose your favourite topics. They've covered all sorts of things like um, individual people's career. So they've done Kurt Angle, Kurt Hennig. Uh, Rick Rude, the Ultimate Warrior, China, Sonny, uh, various different people they've done the career of. Um, they've done individual events, so several of the WrestleManias, several of the Royal Rumbles. Um, and uh, they've done, uh, what else have they done, Paul? They did the Montreal Screwjob, they did the Lex Express. Um, NWO in the WWE, Survivor Series 1990, you just you name it, the cross-section is incredible. Absolutely loads of things they've done. So they take a topic and they go in-depth on it. I guarantee you... Um, you will not be thinking, as Conrad brilliantly put it earlier on, that it's just Brother Love and the Mortgage Guy. Um, you will be thinking it's two, uh, one a huge wrestling fan and another huge name in the industry going through in a forensic manner uh, and telling stories that you've certainly never heard before. Because, you know, I feel like I know a lot about the wrestling industry, but every time I listen to one of their podcasts, I, you know, wonder at something that I didn't know. So that's why it's called Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard and that's why we're bringing them over here um, what you've been waiting for is in, t- is in terms of how you can get involved so Paul first of all we'll take these in, in some small steps but first of all um, what are the dates and the venues please okay so 16th of July which is a Sunday we're going to be opening a tour in Birmingham at the Around the World Bar um, then we're going to move on to uh, Manchester on Monday the 17th of July at the Comedy Store and then we're going to close up the tour on the 18th of July in London in our spiritual home walkabout in Temple uh, I think we can go even a little bit um, deeper into where they all are so London uh, walkabout Temple is by Temple Station it's right on the embankment very much in central London uh, fantastic venue it's where we do our live pay-per-view parties and it's where we'll be on Sunday the Manchester Comedy Store um, is at, towards the uh, the end of Deansgate, um, very very near the huge Hilton, um, which is the, uh, the the building that dominates the Manchester skyline at the bottom of Deansgate Locks. Um, so if you go down towards that, the Comedy Store is very very near to that, very easy to get to uh, on Manchester's metro system. Um, I will admit I don't know Birmingham so well, but I believe the Around the World Bar is on Broad Street, which is the uh, the main st- main street going through Birmingham in terms of entertainment venues and so forth. So just off of the uh, the five ways roundabout. So um, excellent locations, central, easy to get to on public transport. Um, and uh, please do have a look at the venues. Um, I have certainly worked in both the Manchester Comedy Store and Walkabout Temple. I love them both for very different reasons, um, but they're both excellent venues run by good people. And uh, I trust you entirely that you wouldn't have found somewhere duff in Birmingham. So I know that uh, around the world will be decent. Correct. So that's the dates, that's the venues. Um, what about the packages, Paul? Because it's not just as simple as turn up, watch the show. We have def- various levels of how you can get involved, from just turning up, watching and leaving, to being one of our big VIP guests for the evening. So let's start at the top, I think. So what is the uh, 
the top price ticket for top VIPs and what will they get for their money? Absolutely, Rob. So starting at the top, like you say, we've got our Platinum VIP package. Now, these are limited, strictly limited to 25 tickets per venue. Um, with that, you get your obviously you get your admission and you get seated in the first two rows of the venue. So you've got a fantastic seat. You also get early bird admission so you can get into that seat nice and early and not have to joining the hustle and the bustle you get a vip meet and greet with bruce beforehand which will include meeting the guy um having your picture taken with bruce um which we will both give you as a digital file and print out on the night you get a couple of autographs so you can have that picture autograph or you can bring some of your own stuff for him to autograph you get the official tour t-shirt you get the official tour program which will be signed um, also you'll get your name in that program if you order these early enough so you'll be thanked as one of the uh, supporters of the tour in the program finally as part of this package and this to be honest this is my favourite part you will get uh, the option to have Bruce record your voicemail message on your phone so you know the impression he does on the podcast of Jerry Jarrett or Brother Love or Vince McMahon or any of the others Pat Patterson whatever you like he will record your voicemail in the impression that you request what a keepsake that is that's amazing. I mean, that's a that's a very very cool thing to get to do because, again, if you haven't listened, I keep saying if you haven't listened to the podcast, you clearly will have, um, because it's uh, it's so good. But um, if you haven't, then Bruce legitimately does certainly the best Macho Man and Dusty Rhodes impressions I have ever heard. It is basically them, but uh, his Piper is very good. Um, his Vince McMahon is always entertaining, kind of cartoony, but it's a uh, it's good fun. Um, he just has a range of these impressions and uh, little character versions he does of Jerry Jarrett and Jim Cornette and, and various others. Bruce is a surprisingly good entertainer. And that sounds a horrible thing to say about someone that was a, a character on air for a long time. But uh, you, know, you weren't supposed to like Brother Love. You, you can appreciate his character, but you weren't supposed to like him. And his kind of straight role on TNA gut check, I don't think is a fair way of judging him. Um, so if you're watching TNA now and you're seeing him perform, um, you know that's a little bit more like it because he's getting to be himself. But on the podcast, he is a riot. Um, the uh, the two of them kick back and have a a few millers on on the on the podcast. Um, I should just say actually, Paul, um, I interject because last week I told you on the podcast that uh, I was drinking some uh, lovely uh, Peroni gluten free. Um, inspecting the label a little bit, I look on the back of my. Uh, gorgeous Peroni gluten-free and it says uh, bottled uh, in Italy by Peroni but uh, imported by Miller Brands UK that's uh, when I say Miller Brands I don't mean Ed Miller Brand but uh, the Miller Brand itself oh. MillerBrands.co.uk um, uh, I am up for some sponsorship mate get me some nice gluten-free stuff in I can enjoy that'd be fun isn't that a happy coincidence I'll get our best man on the job which is you so on you go. Um, <laughs> but back to the task in hand. Uh, yeah, Bruce, such a fun entertainer. So the, the idea that you can get him to uh, pick up your phone, record something into it, and I'm not even going to attempt to do anything of it. Do you know what? If anyone wants me to do one of those as well, I'll do it, but I'm shit. So um, <laughs> I, won't, I won't charge you very much for that, but uh, head to Bruce for that kind of entertainment. That's what he's there for. Um, so that is the that encompasses all of the uh, the top brand, does it? Yeah, that's so. That's the that's the Platinum VIP package. Like I say, limited to 25. We fully anticipate them to get snapped up, possibly even in the um, in the pre-sale tomorrow, which we'll come to. Um, the next level down is the VIP package. Now these are limited to 100 per venue, um, and 
uh, you've got with this, you've got the admission um, with the reserve seating in the first eight rows. So again, right at the front. So um, not quite as close to the platinum, um, but close enough. You get again, you get your early bird admission. So you're not in with the rabble. Um, you get also get the VIP meet and greet with the photo with Bruce. Now we don't print these on the night for the uh, VIP package. You just get the digital file after the event. And you also get your autographs as well. Um, and the price for that VIP package is £55. Like I said, that's limited to 100 per event. Um, another great package. Um, you know, I would say they'll be the ones that the platinum VIPs at 100 pound there that they're, they're going to bite our arms off for those but once they're gone these are going to be a fantastic alternative to that because you still get to meet the guy you don't get some of the bells and whistles but you get a great value chance to meet Bruce and be right front and center for the shows if you're really late to the party and those don't um those still aren't available we do have general admission available as well for 25 pounds and that literally is just um an unreserved seat in the show um pop along and enjoy a fantastic entertaining night of wrestling anecdotes i think i'd be on the 55 one i think that would be that would be my sort of goldilocks thing in between i think there's uh, uh, a nice set of uh, valuable things in there for an affordable price i think that would be me in the middle there but you're quite right a lot of people are going to want to be um front and center speaking to bruce um you know doing a lot more with him in terms of the uh, the interaction um, but you certainly will get to uh, to do some of that as well as one of our general VIPs and the platinum one obviously is that little yeah. bit extra but listen um, if you're available on any of those nights we promise you uh, a really good fun evening this is not going to be necessarily one of those knock it out and then you'll hear it as a podcast this is going to be an exclusive thing to those in the venue so um, it's not something you can just sit at home and wait for it to come out for free this is going to be a totally different unique experience so um, we would love you to come along uh, and share that with us so Paul you talked about a pre-sale how can people do that? That is going to, We are currently recording this uh, on Thursday night, March the 30th. And pre-sale begins on Friday, March the 31st. So you may well be listening to this on the Friday. In fact, it's probably most likely you are listening to this Friday or Saturday. So if you are, pre-sale has begun. Paul, what does that entail? So um, I'll, I'll dial it back a, a slight second. So the, yeah. the actual sale of these tickets starts on Tuesday, the 4th of April at 10 a.m. And you can buy those tickets at that time from one of three places. You can go to ringsideworld.co.uk, you can go to wegottickets.com, or you can go to the brand new revamped ticket store at hookedonevents.co.uk we've just put a new website together we think it looks quite swish and you can now buy your tickets direct from us there if you want to get in the action early and you want to make sure you get the seat you want you know for me like you said you'd be on the 55 as rob but i'd be on that platinum vip because who knows when this opportunity is going to come around again and i'd be tempted to spend that that bit of extra to make sure i got all the all the all the gear with it um if you want to make sure of getting that you want to get in on the pre-sale that pre-sale like say starts on uh, friday the 31st at 9 a.m it's going to run through uh to the uh, to midnight on monday um that pre-sale is only exclusively available at ringsideworld.co.uk and you need the code um all one word no spaces in capital letters brother love if you get that and you get in the pre-sale you get your pick of the best tickets as long as you're in quick so that starts at um friday the 31st at 9 a.m like rob says the light is you're going to be hearing that after that time so yeah pre-sales on now so don't hesitate. We are going to wrap this podcast up in just a second so you can immediately listen to the end of this, dial it up on your computer, on your iPad, on your iPhone, wherever you are, 
and have a look at the pre-sale and get your tickets for something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard here in the UK for the first and very very possibly only time if you are a customer of ours that's not even the right word to use if you are a friend of ours via our pay-per-view parties uh, and therefore via our social media we're giving you that little chance uh, to get ahead of the queue to make sure you can come and join us to try and get those VIP tickets if that's what you desire but failing that to just come along have a great fun evening we absolutely intend to in Birmingham in London in Manchester uh, in the middle of July from the 16th 17th and 18th of July something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard here in the UK I am so excited um, me and you have a lot of work to do mate it isn't going to be uh, just uh, just wait until turning up on the night but this is going to be rewarding it's going to be fun um, and we are determined are we not to make this um, the best show possible because I don't think we really want to do these three and then sail off into the sunset I think we might like to do some more of these things yeah absolutely I, you know we don't mind putting the work in mate do we we're, we're grafters um, people know that we've we've put on a fairly decent show for what we've done so far and we, antici we anticipate doing the same here so Hopefully you guys will trust us. Um, we're really, really chuffed to bits to be working with Bruce and Conrad in the background. Um, and if you're a fan of the podcast, we are going to make sure that you get that full experience with it. Hooked on Events presents something to wrestle with. Bruce Pritchard, live in the UK. We are very, very excited. Um, one final point for ringsideworld.co.uk. It's important to know uh, about this ticket sales period. It's important to know uh, about the Wrestlemania parties this coming weekend so make sure uh, you check that out we have a couple of other things to mention like we often do at the end of this including one little extra because as well as the uh, Twitter and Facebook which are Paul they are Oh, sorry, they may, sorry. Yes, uh, they are. <laughs> sorry, I completely misunderstood That's you That's the there. one thing I go to you for every podcast. I thought you were saying they are, Paul, as in I'm the guy that does the uh, updates. No, no, they sorry. are, Paul. Sorry. Rob, they are <laughs> facebook.com forward slash HO Wrestling and twitter.com. You can get us at, at HO underscore wrestling. You can. And here's a first. We haven't said this to you before. You can also go to our website. Dun, because dun, we're, dun. we're revamped. If you go onto our social media, you'll see that we've got some uh, nice, uh, shiny new graphics and logos. We've also got a new website. Work in progress, folks. Not much on it at the moment. There is going to be more and more coming in the coming weeks, including a blog section. Me and Paul are going to uh, not only be coming to you on this podcast, but we're going to dust off some of our um, writing credentials and maybe get a few friends of ours to... Um, to chip in from time to time on an informal basis and give you some thoughts on the blog um, we would like to hear from you as well and um, we'll be doing some uh, other odds and ends on the uh, on the website as time goes on uh, there's also some details about this upcoming tour about tickets to Wrestlemania all of those sorts of things are also on the website which Paul is at www.hookedonevents.co.uk so that's hookedonevents.co.uk, not hooked on podcasts or hooked on wrestling. Hookedonevents.co.uk is the new website. And like I say, at the moment, it's kind of basic and a bit of a work in progress. But we are going to be spending more and more time with that uh, in the coming weeks and months to try and give you more of the Hooked On experience. So from this little enterprise that started off a few years ago as quite frankly a failed magazine, uh, we are now doing WrestleMania parties to around 2,000 people. 
we are bringing Bruce Pritchard, one of the biggest insiders in the wrestling industry, over to the UK for three exclusive shows. We now have this podcast, which has been running from the start of the year, and a new website, which we're going to be adding to. So the Hooked on Empire is beginning to grow. We're having so much fun doing it. We're glad that you are with us, joining us along the way. Um, we love the fact that you're supporting us on that. And to that end, spread the word. You heard what uh, Conrad said earlier on about something to wrestle with. We are not anticipating this podcast to be going out to 400,000 people per episode. Um, you know, uh, Do you know what, Paul? I'd take half that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd settle. I'd settle for 200,000. <laughs> but um, listen, spread the word, uh, not just about the podcast, but mainly about the, uh, the Something to Wrestle With tour, um, because word of mouth is the best way to uh, get these things out there. It should be a hell of a lot of fun. Speaking of word of mouth, we've done enough words from our mouths this evening, and indeed all the way up in this build-up to WrestleMania. So we hope you've had fun here on the Hooked On podcast. Uh, the good news, if you're a fan, which you clearly are by the fact that you're still listening to this now, um, is we are going to continue. There was a, a notion in our minds that we were going to do this podcast up until Mania, because that's what we were shilling and then pick up again sort of six or seven weeks before SummerSlam. Not to be. We're going to stay with you folks. Uh, the intention is to do one podcast a week all the way through, uh, well, all the way through the year, really. This is now an indefinite thing. Um, we are going to be trying to look to bring on some varied guests. Um, you've heard us say in previous podcasts that we don't just want to be a podcast that talks about what happened on Raw this week and so forth. Uh, and I think more and more podcasts are starting to get that now. Um, there are fewer and fewer of those around Conrad and Bruce have obviously got their thing um, I'm happy to tell you a couple that I listen to I enjoy listening to um, Jim Smallman's Tuesday Night Jaw where they have a the, the pay-per-view roundtable is not a new concept but a him, Jim and his guests normally do a good job of looking at it from a different perspective nice and upbeat and Jim does some great interviews with some mainstays of the British scene I very much enjoy that podcast and indeed his pre-show um uh, pay-per-view shows are often very good fun where he does a, a list of some of his favourite matches over the over the history but he can't use more than one from the same show or more than one from uh, uh, the same wrestler it's uh, it's different to our mixtape that's not what I'm saying it's, uh, it's a very different thing it's very cool it's very good to listen to um, I enjoy Jericho and Austin and JR and various others on their, on their formats um, but we are attempting to do something a bit different for you so it's not just going to be raw recaps and it's not just going to be any old guests that we can get on to talk about wrestling um, we have enjoyed bringing some of our friends to your ears possibly some of them for the first time and we shall continue to do so all the way through so Paul and I know uh, one or two or ten people from various different avenues of uh, show business dare I say so look out for some people from different walks of life joining us uh, in the coming months and weeks all it remains for us to do today is, uh, well, just one final thing out of courtesy to my wonderful co-host is, uh, Paul, thank you for everything you've done for Hooked On, because you're the driving force behind this. I kind of ride along in your coattails. But um, are you looking forward, in one or two or seven words, are you looking forward to this Sunday's WrestleMania? I cannot wait. Um, it's the biggest show we've done so far. The atmosphere is always fantastic. The show itself is going to be damn good as well. Um, and I just can't wait to see everyone. Come and say hello. Don't be shy. I'm the guy. Um Watch it walking around in the retro macho man t-shirt and the, and the blazer come say hello um love to hear what you think about the parties and the podcast um and see as many of you possible on sunday indeed and i'll be the fat guy with the microphone if you're in london <laughs> so that I'm, i am quite easy to pick out um <laughs> so uh, come along to any of the parties it'd be great to see you as paul says come up and say hi we don't bite um we will speak to you as far as this podcast goes early next week we will try and get together and do a little bit of a 
Uh, we just said about we're not going to do what everyone else does. We'll probably do a little bit of a, a WrestleMania review, I think, early next week. But uh, after that, we'll be back to the serious business of the Hooked On podcast with some other great guests lined up. So, from me, Robert Nichol, from Paul Benson, from Conrad Thompson, from In The Future, Bruce Pritchard, and from everyone in the Hooked On family, enjoy WrestleMania. Come and see us. Enjoy something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Come and see us. We are Hooked On Wrestling. And remember, it's wrestling... Enjoy it. Enjoy WrestleMania, and we'll speak to you next week.